and welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 145, Scott Farquhar, the hero we deserve. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Ryan Spilkin, and joining me today as on co-heroing duties is the irrepressible Brenda Burrell. Brenda, hello. Am I irrepressible? Um, I could think of other adjectives that would describe... I mean, the first thing that, that comes to my mind today is irascible. Oh, I like that one. What about inimitable? I'll take that, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of them apply. And you are certainly a hero in my eyes. But the real hero that we're here to talk about today is Atlassian co-CEO Scott Farquhar, who not only showed up to Vegas, Mike Kennan Brooks, <clears throat> but also <laughs> saved a man's life. <laughs> he did indeed. Uh, so we're going to link everybody to an epi- to a, uh, an article from MSNBC talking about Scott Farquhar wandering through a Vegas bar, stumbling on a virtually dead man, and bringing him back into existence. Just a just a heck of a story. I don't know many other billionaires who would do that. Performing mouth to mouth resuscitation on a, a passed out person in the middle of Las Vegas just doesn't doesn't really go with the character, right? It really doesn't. Um, it, it obviously, I wasn't there for any of this. I was in Vegas, but this is, you know, I'm not, I'm not as cool as Scott is. But uh, got off a plane, walked through the casino, saw a guy, and was like, "Hey, I, okay, here's what I do." And yeah, performed CPR and saved his life. Saved the guy's life. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. No. Uh, and uh, if you happen to know the guy that's got Farquhar saved in Vegas, we would love to hear from you because it seems like he's been unfound. Uh, however, Scott, keep up the keep on fighting the good fight and uh, saving lives undercover. I do need to call out the article quotes, Scott. He was the most dead person I've ever seen. <laughs> And we've heard some stories about Scott at early Atlassian bashes, and that's a that's got to be a pretty strong statement coming from him. Followed by a bouncer asking for his ID, the bouncer looking at his ID, and then telling him to get lost. <laughs> I mean, what an evening that has to be, right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm amazed. You know, so he gets back to the table. He was sitting with a friend who he had caught up with who was a professional doctor, He's catching up with a friend. He gets back to the table. The friend asks him if he needs another drink. And he turned it down. Oh, I would have needed three. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And speaking of needing some drinks, it's time to take everybody up to speed with the updates from Atlassian Cloud for the past, oh, you know, five or so weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. There are a ton of them. We'll jump right in with... Compass. Compass's newest feature is actually a bit of a restriction. CheckOps is now limited to once a week. CheckOps is intended to be a weekly opportunity to assess your operational health with the team. Now teams can complete CheckOps only once a week to reflect this weekly ritual cadence. Also coming to Compass are a modification to announcement notification emails. Compass now will only send out notification emails when there's an announcement from a component. These notification emails will go out to owner team members and of all dependent components. Announcement notification emails ensure you don't miss out on important communication impacting your components, and announcement creators can be confident that people can 
will get the announcements that they send. When you get a notification email, if you follow the link in that email, you will go into Compass and be able to acknowledge your notification and take the necessary actions for that component. Finally, in Compass, you're able to record valuable component details with custom fields. Uh-oh. You can oh, now no. create and edit custom fields directly in Compass. Ooh. Custom fields will enable you to record component details that are valuable to your teams but aren't available in Compass's default fields. With custom fields, you can describe and classify a component in a way that's relevant to your team's needs. <laughs> These are all available through Compass settings. Uh, once you've created a custom field, view the field and update its value for each component from the Components Overview page. When does Compass start featuring schemes? Yeah, nobody wants to think about that. Soon. Uh, some updates in Confluence Cloud. You can now create Confluence pages using Jira Automation, which unlocks a lot of cool new possibilities for your automation roles. As an example, when a sprint ends, you could automatically have a page created for your retrospective notes. Uh, to try this out, navigate to your Jira project and select Project Settings and Automation. Select Create Rule and then choose a trigger and select the Create Confluence page action. You'll need to have a connection set up between Confluence and your Jira project for this to work. As someone in the knowledge management field, this is the sort of thing that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, when you have the capability to automate the creation of process artifacts, by all means, go in and automate those. Uh, that ensures that they get created, and if they're created, they're more likely to get filled in. So you can also automate the creation of a personal space in Confluence. Uh, those of you that are familiar with Confluence know that a personal space is the place of your own where you can jot down new ideas, introduce yourself to your team, keep track of tasks and important items or files, polish content before sharing with others and more. You can choose to make that space available for others to visit and collaborate, or you can restrict it so that no one else can see them. If you don't already have one, one will be created for you after you've logged in and viewed a page. So there are three ways to get to your personal space. Select spaces in the global navigation bar. Um, select your profile icon at the top right of the global navigation bar and then select personal space or select home in the global navigation bar where you can see all starred spaces on the right. Your personal spaces automatically start for you. Uh, so that is just now happening by default. Do you remember when this was like controversial? I do. Yeah. It looks like yeah. they have went ahead and, and rolled went on ahead with and it. Rolled with it. So enjoy your personal space. Confluence users, let us know how you feel. Yep. Better interactions for space shortcuts are rolling out. These are curated links always visible in a spaces side navigation that make it easy to find important and frequently accessed content. With the improved experience, new and existing shortcuts will show the icon identifying the type of content they lead to. It's also easier to organize shortcuts with drag and drop to reorder and the quick remove option. Uh, so all that is in the space sidebar. Note that only space admins are able to edit shortcuts. Bringing existing content from Microsoft OneDrive and SharePoint sites is now available. Once you gather up the information in these various places, um, you can use Confluence for these to be your source of truth. Uh, so you can import these files from a Confluence page, select the import tab from the panel on the right in the edit view, and then select OneDrive and choose the file to import. If you're using SharePoint, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my, my exact thoughts were. <laughs> I wow. can see it on your face. <laughs> yeah. 
And last but certainly not least, um, a new home experience, allowing you to quickly get back to your work, catch up on relevant activity, and discover what's happening with the new homepage. Select home in the global navigation bar to see this new experience. In JIRA work management, Atlassian has updated navigation for project settings in both JIRA software and JIRA work management. They've reordered the items in your project's left side navigation to prioritize settings that impact the entire project. Project level settings have been moved closer to the top so they're easier to find, and board and issue level settings now sit below them. You are now also able to expand or collapse board columns. Interesting. Atlassian says that you're able to focus on what's important to you by expanding or collapsing columns in your board view in JIRA work management. There are two ways you can expand or collapse columns in your board. In the column you'd like to expand or collapse, select the expand or collapse icon next to the <laughs> column heading. It does what it says on the tin. This exactly. being said, give me swim lanes or give me death. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Lots of updates over in JIRA service management. You can now view the number of stakeholders from the issue view. Select stakeholders to view and add more people from that issue view pane. There's also a new way to identify risks for change requests. You can now scan for potential risks before approving changes using the new risk insights panel on the issue view of your change requests. After you run a scan, you'll see a risk summary, recent and scheduled changes to the service, recent and ongoing incidents on the affected service. Make sure you've added a planned start date, a planned end date, and at least one affected service to the change request before scanning. That's cool. Need to see how that works in real life. You can exclude specific users from approving issues when you're setting up approvals. You can now exclude users in the reporter or assignee fields from being able to approve issues. There will be a link to this on how to add an approval step and set the approvers uh, that we'll link to in our show notes. Out of the box knowledge bases are now available in your service project allowing you to bring Confluence's rich editing experience to JIRA service management, helping you level up your knowledge base management. Your team can now create and edit knowledge base articles without leaving your service project. Once you've set up your knowledge base, select the Create Article button and start creating content directly in the editor that opens up within your service project. Your agents can also create new knowledge base articles from the issue view. I like that. That's really slick. I would like to see how it actually rolls out, but yeah, rolls fantastic out. Yep. idea. Yeah, I think it's great. You can get to your objects more quickly with insight in JIRA service management. No more scrabbling around trying to track down that hard to find object. The new overview page for insight gives you a bunch of new ways to access your favorite recently visited objects and object schemas. Even better, there's a cross schema search bar front and center to save you time. There is a new approvals configuration experience rolling out in which Atlassian has updated the way you configure your approval steps in JIRA service management to make the process easier. That seems like a duplicate of something I have already said before, so feel free to just it, cut that out too. It's not, but it's also, it why is? isn't it all together? Why isn't it all together? Yeah, why isn't the a configuration experience has changed and you can exclude people? Or the configuration experience has changed, and as a result of this, you're able to exclude people. Anyway, 
TLDR, the approvals configuration experience has changed and you can limit who can do those approvals. You're welcome, Atlassian. You're welcome. You're welcome. You can allow customers to download attachments directly from email notifications. Project admins can choose how customers access attachments from email notifications for security purposes, whether customers need portal authentications to download attachments from emails. Brian, you have thoughts on this. Well, I just think it's good and bad. There, It's good and bad. Yeah, like it's great because typically when you're sending somebody a, a document, you just want them to be able to get it, right? Mm-hmm. But also you want security measures to be put in place. I can see this running afoul of uh, security accidentally. It's mm-hmm. the human problem in the security yeah. equation that, that makes this one risky to me. I think it's yeah. a great idea, though. You should be Fantastic. able to just shoot a PDF out without making somebody log in. Uh, yeah. And last but certainly not least, you can see your excluded approvers at a glance. So again, we're back to our approvers experience. Um, when viewing an issue that's waiting for approval, you can now see who has been excluded from approving that issue. In the top right of the issue view under the issue status, select the approval details. From here, you'll see any excluded approvers. That's a lot for Jira service that's management. It's a wow. lot for Jira service. Well done to the service management development team. And moving on to Jira Software Cloud, in the issue view, there's a new way to create linked issues. Uh, Can I just say I love linked issues? So important. On top of creating linked issues using the quick add button, you can also add to your existing list of linked issues while viewing them. So if you've got a long list of linked issues, you don't have to scroll up and down to add and view them. So try this out. Just go into an issues, linked issues section and click on create linked issue. Let me know how that goes. In the Jira roadmap in software, you're now able to view your releases on a timeline. Plan your team's work against releases from your roadmap view. Releases associated with your board now show at the top of the timeline. On company-managed projects, you'll now be able to limit sprint selection to relevant sprints. When assigning an issue to a sprint, you'll now be able to limit the sprint selection in the sprint drop-down menu on the issue create screen and issue detail screen, so it will only display sprints from the selected project rather than all sprints from your entire Jira site. Open the sprint drop-down menu in an issue sprint field and select only show sprints in this project. Why isn't that default? I'm just going to ask. One wonders. <laughs> in the releases hub, Bamboo deployment data is back. Atlassian giveth, they take it away, and then they give it back to you, hopefully <laughs> improved. They what happened, and we re, I remember us talking about this. I don't remember when we talked about it. I do remember us talking about it. It turns out it was a bug. Uh, so there's a problem that was hiding bamboo deployment information in the release hub. So if you've integrated Bamboo with your Jira software project and you're using releases and versions to organize your work, you can now do it again with Bamboo. All right. Also in Jira Software Cloud, filtering by component in the roadmap view is now available. Filter your issues based on their assigned component when looking at roadmap. Nice touch. In team-managed projects, you're also able to add custom filters for your board and backlog. Oh, hey, that's something that's something that's going to be handy. Uh, Atlassian has introduced custom filters to help you find issues in a busy board and backlog. Powered by JQL, project admins can now create saved and reusable search terms to quickly find relevant issues. 
I feel like I'm in 2012. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia I'd, is good. I'd go back to 2012. As Stranger Things points out, you know, nostalgia, running up that hill. Running up that hill. And finally, in Jira software, you can now install development apps from the marketplace without leaving Jira. Hmm. So if you've enabled the code feature or the deployments feature in your Jira software cloud project, you can now install marketplace apps directly from the code page and the deployments page. This allows you to connect your development tools to your Jira project without having to go to the marketplace. Interesting. As always, the links to the updates we are sharing today will be available on our show notes page. Jump in there and give them a look. And some general Jira platform updates. In company managed projects, you can now more easily find issues after you have created them. Have you ever created an issue on a board and then wondered where it went? Why can't I see it on the board? You may have asked. I ask this sort of thing all the time. Well, that scenario is now history. When you create an issue on a board, a flag will appear and notify you if the issue isn't visible on the board and, and explain why. That right there, I love it when people explain why. For example, maybe it was assigned to a different sprint or your board has active filters which exclude it. You will now be told that up front. The flag will also include a link to view the issue and a link to add it to your current sprint if that's applicable. That's a nice little usability thing. Like it. Like, I like that. I really like that. So kudos to whoever thought that one up. Chef kiss. (laughs) You can now restore dashboards from the trash. Occasionally, you might want a dashboard back after you delete it. So the option is now available to put a dashboard into trash rather than deleting it straight away. Trashed dashboards. That's fun to say. Like, that sounds like a band name. It's going to be my 90s alt rock surfer punk band will be trashed dashboards. Anyway, I digress. Um, (laughs) Trashed dashboards can be restored until they're permanently deleted uh, after 60 days. If you have unpublished knowledge-based drafts in JIRA, you can clean them up by deleting drafts you no longer need. We have argued about why this is in the JIRA update section. I think it belongs there. Ryan does not. Either way. You have the update. You now know you can do this. (laughs) It can be done. It can be done. With great power comes great responsibility. You can now limit the number of child issues displayed on the issue view to plan for a future performance improvement. Atlassian will be limiting the number of child issues displayed on an issue to 100. You can still have more than 100 child issues on an issue, but you will have to search to view them. Eh. Eh. You will now be able to filter issues in JQL by hierarchy level. Uh, This will allow you to show only issues of a certain hierarchy level. This field uses numbers that correlate to hierarchy levels. Currently, this field does not support custom hierarchy levels made in advanced roadmaps, but they are being, that's, that's out there for you now. 
you can now allow domain-based signups for internal customers. Previously, when you had an internal customer, such as an employee at your company, um, raising a request for the first time, a portal-only account was generated if an Atlassian account didn't previously exist. To avoid multiple account conflicts, Atlassian has introduced the capability to create Atlassian accounts for your internal customers via portal signup based on their email domain. Once this is enabled, Atlassian accounts will be created for customers with an email domain on your site's approved domains list. Uh, there's a link here to learn more about what's coming to customer access settings. You'll be able to get to that from our show notes. You can now create a new team on behalf of others. So users who create a new team have the option to remove themselves as a member. Previously, if you created a new team, you were by default a member of that team. So to create a new team and not stay in it, uh, select people from the top menu, click start a team, and then invite people to your team. Select the X besides your beside your name. So I love starting teams and then bailing. See you guys. <laughs> You're on your own. I'm out. I'm out. You can now quickly see whether additional forms have been added to your request form. When configuring the request form for a request type, any forms added to it will now appear at the bottom of the page. Editing an open issue just got easier. The editor toolbar will remain visible while you scroll down when you are writing or editing something on an open issue. Huzzah. Wow. IQL validation in basic JQL mode. Have you ever struggled to figure out what wasn't working with an IQL function in the basic JQL mode? Happens to me every day. Validation now works with IQL in the basic JQL mode, making it easier than ever to get your insight in JIRA service management queries up and running. Learn more about IQL in the link in the show notes. An update to site import migration, uh, now showing import progress reporting. Atlassian has updated the page where you track the import progress of your database backups into Jira Cloud. The page is designed to give you a clear view of migration stages, including what hasn't started, what's in progress, and what's successful. And finally, bug fixes to team-managed issues in the backlog. This bug fix corrects unexpected behavior with issues in, in team-managed projects the details are team-managed epics and base-level issues on company-managed backlogs will render in the same way as issues from a company-managed project. Team-managed base-level issues now show in the backlog. Previously, they were excluded. Team-managed base-level issues are displayed in the same way as company-managed base-level issues. Previously, team-managed base-level issues with a parent were displayed in the same way as subtasks. I have said a lot of words there. That doesn't necessarily. Were, yes. Words I were didn't said. Count. Lots of them. <laughs> the team managed, the team slash company managed gap is what they're trying to close. It's going to be interesting to see yes. how that actually pans out yes. in the real world. In the world of on-prem, Atlassian released Jira Software 9.0.0 on June 21st, 2022. I'm going to read a list of highlights because there are many of them. It's a big release uh, with lots of stuff included. 
um, improvements to activity tabs, lazy loading attachment thumbnails on issue view, lazy loading inline gadget, limit excessive activity with safeguards, security fixes for API endpoints, the view onboard feature gets a redesign for better performance, issue statuses and transitions are now in one place. Ooh, that makes me happy. Diagnose and troubleshoot JIRA on the fly with Java Flight Recorder. Connect to cloud projects with secure application tunnels. Automation for JIRA is now part of JIRA Software Data Center, uh, as well as some new supported platforms and a list of resolved issues. There's a lot in this update, folks. Um, lots of details in the release notes. We're going to link those in our show notes. Um, going to encourage you to just go ahead and take a look at those and, and see what's affecting your organization if you are using Jira Data Center. You can't update Jira without updating Jira Service Management, and Atlassian has released Jira Service Management 5.0. Similarly to the Jira 9 update, Jira Service Management 5 includes a whole boatload of good stuff, including faster and more accurate SLA calculation. Woo! Insight accessibility and performance boosting, additions to auditing for Insight, automation for Jira is now also part of Jira service management on data center. The application tunnels are also mirrored. You can now limit excessive activity with safeguards. Sure want to see what that means. Uh, app header updates have been rolled out and there have been new supported platforms added to Jira service management as well. Great user-friendly updates for both of the on-premise tools. We would encourage you to take a look at the show notes to read the full list. I do need to say to whoever created the pages that contain those release notes, unordered bullet lists should never be aligned to the bottom of the line item. (laughs) Please fix this. It makes me unbelievably angry. I am sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you wouldn't like her when she's angry. Oh, folks. no, so, Ryan has seen it. It's bad. It's bad. Please fix your bullet points, Atlassian. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Let's see. June 22nd, 2022, Atlassian released Confluence 7.18.2, which is a bug fix release. It contains some issue updates. Uh, internal users, both new and existing, are unable to reset or set their password via the email notifications. Editing a large page in Confluence causes synchrony timeouts. Large tables are slow to respond with collaborative editing enabled. PDF Word and XML exports fail with absolute temp directory path in confluence.cfg.xml. Calling the page manager deep copy page API throws a transaction required exception with no transaction in progress. Exporting a page to PDF via Sandbox produces documents with broken encoding, and non-Latin characters are not displayed on custom export to PDF page. Those issues have all been resolved. Some of those may affect many users. Others are very, very niche. Uh, But uh, if any of those are plaguing your instance, please take a look at the release notes for 7.18.2 for some of those bug fixes. Listen, if my non-Latin characters were not getting exported to a PDF, I'd be livid. It's my, you know, it's my emoji game that makes my pages worth reading. It's the only thing I read Confluence pages for is emojis. So, I mean, if you're expecting me to read anything that doesn't have emojis, you know, it's 2022. Get with it. 
And finally, in on-premise land, Bitbucket Data Center and Server 8.2 dropped on the 28th of June, and the highlights include a create repository permission and Bitbucket mesh changes and improvements. Again, we'll link to these uh, in the show notes. If you are looking for either of those features, they have delivered. Atlassian has announced support for Docker Build Kit in Bitbucket pipelines. Uh, one of the top voted features for Bitbucket pipelines. Uh, this will be available. So we are recording on July 5th. This was posted yesterday on July 4th. Uh, this will be available next week. So stay tuned for that. This will now allow you to build Docker images with the build kit utility, allowing you to take advantage of various features that uh, improve performance, allow you to mount secrets and build images safely, mount caches to save re-downloading all external dependencies every time, and mounting SSH keys to build images. There's uh, information here about configuring your bitbucket-pipelines.yaml file, uh, some notes on things you can do with this. If any of these words mean anything to you, feel free to check out the article that we are linking in our show notes. And lastly, some news from Adaptivist, where Dynamic Forms are now available in Script Runner for Bitbucket. Dynamic Forms uh, is a beloved feature of Script Runner, and now that it's in Script Runner for Bitbucket, users to easily adapt, share, and reuse complex scripts in a simple no-code interface. If you've not seen um, the Dynamic Forms function before, uh, it is really cool. Coders go crazy for it. And the link that we're going to give you in the show notes not only includes information on the new feature, but is also going to include a little how-to video to let you see how Dynamic Forms can empower your team uh, to be more efficient with Bitbucket. And that's it for this edition of the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening and bearing with us on this sort of uh, summer break thing that we're doing here. We really do appreciate it. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know what this show can do to, to make you a little bit happier, feel free to reach out to us on social at Adaptives. All right, Brenda, I think it's time to go save the city from crime. Uh... <laughs> and uh, be the hero that I can be. Thanks, everybody, for listening. For Brenda Burl, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast, a member of the Adaptivist Live network of shows. Kedons. <laughs> we make up words here. <laughs> and they are now real. <laughs>